the thunder mutters. A podcast of poetry and fiddle music, presented by Adam Horowitz and Becky Della. Episode 1, The Shepherd's Calendar by John Clare, April, featuring tunes from his songbooks. Welcome to the Thunder Mutters. I'm Adam Horowitz. And I'm Becky Dello. And we will be presenting a monthly look at the Shepherd's Calendar by John Clare with tunes from his songbook performed by Becky. Becky and I have been working together since 2014 when I asked her to work on a show for the Laurie Lee centenary about Slad Valley. And it turned out her grandfather had played in a band with Laurie Lee. So we have developed over the past few years an association between poetry and fiddle music and it seemed natural to take it to John Clare. So when Becky discovered Clare's uh, songbook, she came to me and we talked about doing this show. It was when I was researching for my PhD into Fiddler's tune books that I realised that John Clare had not only been a poet but had also been a keen fiddle player and had collected tunes, uh, learning tunes from travellers and also going to his local music shop to write down tunes from recent printed music. And so I began to look at the, the tunes in his manuscripts and thought we could put a show together like our previous shows and present it as a podcast. My interest in fiddle tunes stems from learning that my great-great-grandfather played the fiddle and had his own tune book, which he'd written down his favourite tunes in. I recently did a bit of research and found that John Clare was also an owner of one of these family tune books. Clare started compiling his tune books in um, about the 1820s, when he would have been about 27 years old. There are two manuscript books surviving and loose sheets of of manuscript as well and he wrote down over 250 tunes so I uh, have gone through and played them all and have selected about eight for each month that was quite a tricky uh, selection process going through and choosing them specifically for each month I researched the background of each tune and noted down key references and highlighted themes in the poems with themes with the tune titles or if they were song melodies with the song lyrics. Some I just chose because they were jolly good tunes with no particular reference to the specific month or just tunes whose tempo or pulse or general feel complemented the mood that the poem was conveying all provided a good contrast. So I had a great, great fun choosing the tunes. And it's the 200th anniversary since he started collecting tunes, isn't it? Collecting, using that word, might make it sound a bit like a Cecil Sharp thing. I think he just was writing down the tunes he enjoyed, but it is 
it, it, it's thought that he started writing them down in, in 1820. Uh, so certainly the 200th anniversary of his interest in compiling his own tune book to use. So here we are. And we have the first month of the Shepherd's Calendar to bring you, which is April. We're starting midway through the year because, well, it's lockdown where there's not much else to do. And frankly, we thought we would like to bring John Clare's vision of the landscape in these straightened and difficult times. And what tunes have you got for us? So the first one that you'll hear is called The Garden Gate. It's a beautiful melancholic melody relevant for, for the poem April because it mentions gardens. The Bath Waltz, uh, again, no specific reference to April, but the, the pulse I felt was giving a really good contrast to the other tunes. And it's typical of the sort of waltz dance tunes that would have been popular at that time. Moll in the Wad, which is also known as Moll in the Wood, hence the association with the poem's reference to woodlands. The next one is called The Self, which might be a mishearing by Clare if he's written it down orally. Uh, it's mo more commonly known as The Sylph. Um, and again, I, I chose that with the reference to April. The poem mentions fairies quite a lot. It's worth noting that Clare's spelling was quite erratic and very much in the vernacular. So it may well be just his pronunciation that it was written down as. Interesting. Okay. Also, it's worth noting that the tune is likely to have come from a Covent Garden stage play. So it's basically a pop song of not of the time. It was an 18th century stage play, but just a, a popular song rather than thinking that it goes back hundreds of years and didn't ever have an origin. It, it's, it was just a popular a pop song of the time from a play called The Silts or Harlequin's Gambles. Uh, the next one is a lovely little jig called Tommy Jenkins. I absolutely love that one. Then Fairy Dance, again, the reference to fairies, a very popular tune which is thought to have been written by Scottish musician Neil Gow or his son Nathaniel in the late 18th, early 19th century. Next is a jig called Paddy Carey, thought to be a melody for a song, although Claire's use of it is more likely as a dance tune. Again, this is another stage play melody from the 18th century, popular for over 100 years. The lyrics mention fairies, as they also mention that Paddy Carey had cheeks like thumping red potatoes, which I did love. Then the penultimate tune is called The Cuckoo, a very pretty tune, which is possibly a song melody. It's hard to pin down which song, but Deacon in his book about Clare, which is a brilliant read, the, the song that he points to references larks, linnets, primroses, roses, lambs, tulips, violets, so on and so on, all the same kind of themes that Clare mentions in, in April. And then the final tune is Wood's Hornpipe, although I chose it because of the word wood, which references <laughs> woodlands in the poem. In reality, the meaning of it in this context is again probably from a stage play. So Hornpipe is just a beautiful tune to finish on. The Sailor's Hornpipe did feature in a lot of the stage plays and, and features greatly in Claire's manuscript actually, loads of Hornpipes, which is good fun. Okay. Well, they're popular and uh, riotous tunes. So. Absolutely.
What about the poem, Adam? Well, the poem, it, I mean, it's, it's good to be starting in April because the, the April section of the Shepherd's Calendar is uh, a really joyous evocation of the landscape coming to life again. And I think that's something we all need to be thinking about at the moment. Absolutely. Um, I think in the, in the current climate, we are needing to look back at the way he looked back at what was being lost and try and reclaim some of it uh, in, a, in a sort of a radical new approach to the way we farm and the way we uh, deal with landscape in general. So this is a particularly poignant place to start because it is insisting that the landscape is alive and vibrant and joyous. We must point out that we're recording this in the middle of the, well, we don't know if it's the middle, possibly just the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Um, so if you're listening to this several years down the line, that's what we keep referring to. It's April 2020. And we're in self, um, we're in lockdown, self-isolation, uh, and it's all quite bizarre. Which will also explain any of the glitches in our conversation because we're having to do this via internet. We both live in, in a, an area of very rural uh, broadband with seven kilometers of cable to the exchange in my case. So any glitches, do, we do apologize if it's not quite broadcast quality. We're doing our best. Without further ado, let's hear April. Shepherd's Calendar, April. The infant April joins the spring and views its watery sky as youngling linnet tries its wing and fears at first to fly. With timid step she ventures on and hardly dares to smile. The blossoms open one by one and sunny hours beguile. But finer days approacheth yet, with scenes more sweet to charm, and suns arrive that rise and set bright strangers to a storm. And as the birds with louder song each morning's glory cheers, with bolder steps she speeds along and looses all her fears. In wanton gambols like a child she tends her early toils, 
and seeks the buds along the wild that blossom when she smiles. And laughing on with naught to chide, she races with the hours, or sports by nature's lovely side, and fills her lap with flowers. Though at her birth north-cutting gales her beauties oft disguise, and hopeful blossoms turning pales upon her bosom dies, yet ere she seeks another place and ends her reign in this, she leaves us with as fair a face as ere gave birth to bliss. month of waking mirth, from whom our joys ensue, thou early gladder of the earth, thrice welcome here anew. With thee the bud unfolds to leaves, the grass greens on the lea, and flowers their tender boon receives to bloom and smile with thee. The shepherds on thy pasture walks, the first fair cowslip finds, whose tufted flowers on slender stalks keep nodding to the winds. And though thy thorns withhold the may, their shades the violets bring, which children stoop for in their play as tokens of the spring. Time when daisies bloom divine, with thy calm hours begun, and crow flowers blazing blooms are thine, bright children of the sun. Along thy woodland shaded nooks, the primrose wanly comes, and shining in thy pebbly brooks, the horse bleb gaily blooms. The long lost charm of sparkling dew thy gentle birth receives, and on thy wreathing locks we view the first enfolding leaves. And seeking firstling buds and flowers, the trials of thy skill, were pastimes of my infant hours, and so they haunt me still. To see thy first broad arum leaves, I loved them from a child, 
And where thy woodbines sprouting weaves I joyed to trace the wild. And jocund as thy lambs at play I met the wanton wind. With feelings that have passed away Whose shadows cling behind. Those joys which childhood claims its own Would they were kin to men. Those treasures to the world unknown When known was withered then. But hovering round our growing years To gild care's sable shroud, Their spirits through the gloom appears As suns behind a cloud. As thou first met my infant eyes, When through thy fields I flew, Whose distance where they meet the skies Was all the worlds I knew. That warmth of fancy's wildest hours, Which made things kin to life, that heard a voice in trees and flowers Has swooned in reason's strife. Sweet month, thy pleasures bids thee be The fairest child of spring, And every hour that comes with thee Comes some new joy to bring. The trees still deepen in their bloom, Crass greens the meadow lands, And flowers with every morning come As dropped by fairy hands. The field and garden's lovely hours Begin and end with thee. For what's so sweet as peeping flowers And bursting buds to see? What time the dew's unsullied drops In burnished gold distills On crocus flowers unclosing tops And drooping daffodils? Each day with added glories come And as they leave the night Put on the roses lovely bloom And blushes with delight. And sons that wait their welcome birth With earlier haste pursue Their journeys to this lower earth To free their steps from dew To see thee come all hearts rejoice And warms with feelings strong With thee all nature finds a voice And hums a waking song The lover views thy welcome hours, And thinks of summer come, And takes the maid thy early flowers To tempt her steps from home. Along each hedge and sprouting bush The singing birds are blessed, And linnet green and speckled thrush Prepare their mossy nest. On the warm bed thy plain supplies, The young lambs find repose. And mid thy green hills basking lies Like spots of lingering snows, 
young things of tender life again, enjoys thy sunny hours, and goslings waddle across the plain as yellow as its flowers, or swim the pond in wild delight to catch the water fly, where hissing geese in ceaseless spite make children scamper by. Again the fairy tribes pursue their pleasures on the plain, and brightened with the morning dew, black circles shine again. And on its superstitious ground where flowers seem loath to dwell, the toadstools' fuzzy balls abound and mushrooms yearly swell. The season's beauties all are thine that visit with the year, beauties that poets think divine, and all delight to hear. Thy latter days a pleasure brings that gladden every heart, pleasures that come like lovely things but like to shades depart. Thy opened leaves and ripened buds the cuckoo makes his choice, and shepherds in thy greening woods first hears the cheering voice, and to thy ripened blooming bowers the nightingale belongs, and singing to thy parting hours keeps night awake with songs. With thee the swallow dares to come and primes his sooty wings, and urged to seek their yearly home thy sons the martin brings. And lovely month be leisure mine, thy yearly mate to be, though mayday scenes may brighter shine, their birth belongs to thee. I waked me with thy rising sun, and thy first glories viewed, and as thy welcome hours begun, their sunny steps pursued. And now thy sun is on the set, like to a lovely eve. I view thy parting with regret, and linger loath to leave. Thou lovely April, fare thee well, thou early child of spring. Though born where storms too often dwell, thy parents' news to bring. Yet what thy parting youth supplies, no other months excel. Thou, first for flowers and sunny skies, Sweet April, fare thee well.
Well, that was Becky closing off April with the Woods Hornpipe. And that was Adam reading April, the poem. Out of interest, Adam, do you find yes. it easier to read John Clare's poems with an accent? Does it roll off the tongue more easily? In uh, The music of the words is very definitely disposed to that sort of delivery. It doesn't fit in with the Queen's English as well as it does with a, a more kind of harmonious burr right. of an accent, right. a more rural accent, yeah. And over the coming months, we will be back with May, June, July, etc., from the Shepherd's Calendar. But also, in between times, we propose to be back with the occasional show, bringing collections of Hardy's work, of Blake, of other romantics and other poets with tunes as well. We would also envisage sharing some of our work that we've done about Laurie Lee or Gloucestershire poets and tunes and also uh, Adam's latest collection, The Soil Never Sleeps. So please do subscribe to stay uh, up to date with, with what we're up to. We'll also be setting up a Patreon account to keep this going. So uh, we'll be letting you about, know about that in the, in the coming weeks. If you've enjoyed this show, and you think you would like it to continue, we'd be very grateful for a little bit of help. There will be little extras coming if you do sign up to that. But in the meantime, we hope you've enjoyed the show and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs>